And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Sunday, January 23rd, and we are trying to give you some unconventional and hopefully entertaining insights on your money and on your life I am Jill Schlesinger. My day job is CBS News business analyst. I'm joined by Mark Talercio, who's the executive producer. We're both certified financial planners. What does that mean? It means that we both have gone through the training of how to think of your life holistically, your financial life. Now, I used to do it for a living a million years ago. Yeah, I can't believe it, Mark. I'm coming up on my work anniversary with CBS. I joined CBS in the beginning of April of 2009. That's a long time already. Mark has the seven-year distance from CBS. That's how we met. We were both at CBS. I was working um, doing radio and TV and online stuff. And Mark was in the radio division. And then he went to the assignment desk. He's had a lot of jobs. And we somehow or other figured out how to finally convince the people at at, uh, the world of CBS that they need to get involved in radio shows about personal finance and podcasts as well. So it's now been a while. Uh, How long, Mark? 11 years, 12 years? We started this. I think I wrote this down so I didn't have to ask you this every time. Ah, we started the radio show in 2011, our 11th anniversary. It's hard to believe. Anyway, so we do a radio show, a syndicated radio show on terrestrial radio, and that's a weekend show, two hours. We do this program every day. 10 minutes, 12 minutes, depends. And then we do the Eye on Money podcast, which is twice a week. And wherever you find us, we'd love to find you. You can uh, subscribe to our podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can uh, find a lot of content on our website, jillonmoney.com. Today, we are on the line with Eric in Texas. Hi, Eric. How can we help you out? Uh, I'm 31 years old. Active duty uh, Air Force officer, been uh, been in the seat for almost about eight years now. Um, so I have a very predictable salary. Um, I know when I'll get raises, know about when I'll get promotions, bonuses, things of that nature. 
So the financial planning outlook is actually fairly simple because mm-hmm. I can see the next 12 years of my life, pension after that, healthcare with that, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I, I work, my wife works as well, um, no kids. So we've kind of got this on, on autopilot for right now. Uh, we're a little late to the investing game, but I can kind of, you know, have a, have a bright future with all those things included. So now let's talk a little bit about what's going on. Um, you said that you got into investing a little bit late. So tell me a little bit about both of you. First of all, how much money do you earn together? Uh, just above 150. Okay. That cash flow is good for you. Do you, you know, you're, there's no outstanding debt. Um, I bought a new car a couple of years ago and we bought her one last year, part of the dual income, no kids mm, thing. Nice. Um, and then she's still sitting on about $50,000 of student loans from her bachelor's and her master's degree. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, outside of that, we don't have anything. We've got about uh, 21000 in cash savings. We're adding $1,000 every month to that. Um, or additionally paying way, way, way extra on her student loans. Mm. Um, so making good progress there. How much is the interest rate on the student loans? Uh, I, it's somewhere in the sixes. Yeah. Okay. The car debt, what's the interest rate and what's the outstanding balance on the two cars together? Um, together, it's 68000 I think mine's at about, I think they're both somewhere right around 3%. Dude, seventy grand almost in car loans? Yes. What I, kind of car did you buy? Um, so I bought a Subaru sports car a couple years ago. Um, and then we bought her a uh, Chevy Tahoe. So you've got some money in cash, twenty one grand. How much would an emergency reserve uh, of, say, six months be for you guys? Probably 30. Okay. So that'll be, you know, a this year thing, you'll have your emergency reserve beefed up to your six month, which probably is not the worst. You know, you don't need to do 12 months. You are, as you said, you've got a pretty predictable income as a military person. What does your wife do for a living? Her background's in education, but we're in a real small town. So um, as a college educator, so there's not a lot of places for her to teach because she's pretty specialized. So right now, she also works on base. She is a uh, civilian government contractor. Oh, okay. So you guys have great income, hundred fifty grand. You got the debt on the cars. You heard me give you a little bit of chiding for that. Okay, fine. I'm going to let it go. She's got fifty grand in student loans. So you're working on paying that debt down faster, right? Correct. What's going into retirement right now? So right now, she does ten percent to a four hundred one k, and then she gets a three and a half percent match. Great. And then I'm doing uh, 5% to a Roth TSP and getting a 5% match as well. Fantastic. That's great. So you're doing the 5%. She's doing the 10%. You're saving the $1,000 a month. You're pay- making extra payments on your student loan, on her student loans, yours together, whatever. That's about all you can do right now. Is that right? Yes. Okay, I got it. That sounds like a good game plan. I like that. I mean, making the extra payments on the, obviously a 6% student loan makes a ton of sense. Really good. Now- is there any reason why you would see any change to her income in the future, or at least like near term at least? No. Okay, got it. How about any housing? Do you live in military housing? Do you own a home? What's up? Uh, so we own a home uh, on a 15-year VA loan, um, so making really good progress on there. Uh, we've been here for about a year and a half, and I'll still be here for about another two, two and a half years. Yep. So uh, estimated equity, when we sell it, somewhere around 40. Mm-hmm. Um, so hoping to maybe use that to, to kill off the student loans when we leave here. So this sounds great. Now, what's your question? So <laughs> basically, because I can see the rest of my, my, at least my military future with 
pay and raises and bonuses and that kind of stuff. Um, we have where we want to be for retirement. And so if we do everything kind of on plan and then get just a 6% year over year return, we'll easily hit our target. So I kind of just have like the gates that I want to hit every year. Okay. Um, and so she's only in one account and I'm only in one account. There's not really a way to rebalance. I don't think. Um, I gotcha. So all of all of mine in the Roth TSP is all in a life cycle fund. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that there's any way that that rebalances itself other than changing the risk based on the time horizon. Okay. Um, You're in what year life cycle uh, fund? 2050. Okay. And what is she in? I need to check. I'm actually not sure. Okay. Because, I mean, one thing you could do, you, you could potentially take the money out of the life cycle fund as you gather more assets. Like you have how much in your own Roth TSP right now? Uh, so the split is uh, 40 is mine, 18 is hers. I mean, you could potentially say at, you know, with this much money with 40 grand, now you've got a nice cushion there. You can now move into say like, I'm going to put some money in the G fund and I'm going to put some money in the C fund and call it a day. And then you can change, you can reallocate a little bit. If you're just going to stay in the TSP and you're not going to worry and and just want to let it be till you get a little bit more money in there, that's fine. Let it go. Then what we could do potentially is if your wife is in a 401k with a target date fund, I'd love to know what her choices are in her 401k. Maybe we've got some different choices that we could allocate And that would be a kind of like a little rebalancing. You're not going to get a true rebalance in that 2050 fund. But if you want a little more control and be able to rebalance a little more um, actively, then we've got to find which assets in each of your accounts make sense for you. So would you you mentioned the G fund, the C fund. Would you recommend maybe like a target date fund, like a 2030? Yeah. I mean, what you can do is you can kind of make yourself wimpier. Right. Yeah. That's how you do it. We're both in that category. (laughs) Right. Right there with you already. (laughs) So then, yes, the way the other way is if you just want to want to make it easy. Yes. Use a date that's closer to right now, which would mean, you know, instead of having more, if you look at the you drill down into the funds and you'll see that I think in the 2050 fund, you probably have a lot more in the equities and a lot less in the bonds. But if you choose more of like a 70 30 split that's probably going to get you exactly where you want to go with a smoother ride. Okay. How about that? Too easy. Okay, if you've got a rebalancing question like Eric or any other remotely financial question, all you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click the contact button. We'll get your note. Don't forget to let us know if you want to come on the air with us. Do me a favor. Please try to lift someone up today. Grit, growth, grace. Let's put a little gratitude on there also. It's Sunday. Why not? So I can afford to give you gratitude on the weekends, right? Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.